Good day everyone, you're listening to Time for Your Hobby, and this is episode 155, Not a Pain in the Brass. See what I did there? I'm your host Alex, and today I have the honor to have Dre as my guest on the show. How are you doing today? I'm living, I can't complain, sir. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I had a little cheesy dad jokes, you know, trying to get ready for when I become a father, but apparently they're not falling too well, so that means I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay congratulations uh is it a boy or girl do you know yet? it's a little boy yeah so eventually maybe in the future i'll have him on the podcast and i'll have him listen to your episode as well hey <laughs> if you ever need somebody to learn the instrument i'm pretty sure i can point him in the right direction yeah if it's not you then it's your girlfriend selena yes either you're gonna learn some brass or you can learn a string it's up to you whichever one you want to make money off of and speaking of brass that is the actual topic of today we are going to be talking about playing the uh sorry Bar uh, my God, what's the word? Baronetist. Barry oh. <laughs> Nah. It's baritone. Baritone. All right. So yes, we're gonna be talking about the baritone. I don't know why I wrote Baronetus on here. <laughs> it's a baritone. And I knew this too. I'm like, oh, it's a baritone. I started reading it like baritonist. Yeah, yeah, that's the fancy word that means nothing at all. Anyways, yes, it's the baritone. <laughs> but before we jump into that, I'm gonna jump into the cliche question of who is Dre? Yes, I understand. We got to get all this preliminaries out of the way. The If we want to go by the actual government name, my name is DeAndre Elam. I'm from Phoenix City, Alabama. And I went to, and currently I still do attend Alabama State University, where I major in mass comm for radio and television. And I spent five years inside of the Mighty Marching Hornet college band and four years inside of my high school's band during marching band. During those five years of being in the marching band in college, I had multiple opportunities to do some wonderful things. I got to travel the country. I went to Louisiana a few times. I've been to Texas. I went to Gary, Indiana, been to both of the uh, both of the Carolinas. I was in the I helped lead the Pasadena Rose Bowl parade in California. So that was it was amazing. Uh, I've I've had a lot of great memories and. I'm going to cherish them all from just learning how to play an instrument. That's pretty awesome. And I'm sure you have a lot more planned ahead of you, right? Yes, sir, I do. Um, after these last two semesters, I'm going to be graduating from Alabama State with that degree that I had spoke of. And hopefully when I'm old and gray, I will be I will have my own radio station and I'll be doing the same thing that you're doing right now on some radio waves or my podcast that I have that's titled the gift and ghetto podcast will take off and i'll be making money that way well you know if you need any help for podcast stuff you know because everybody who comes on here is family so you're my brother now so family's helping out family i think i sent some links to selena she shared it with you so to get your podcast off on the ground get it going but anyways we can talk about that later this is not about your podcast but actually you know what yeah yeah, yeah you know what this is a good segue so do you have any social media links, websites, or personal projects that you would love to share so people can come check out and show some love, including your podcast? Yes, sir, I do. It would be on Twitter and on Instagram. It would be Elam, E-L-A-M, my last name for everyone, E-L-A-M-T-H-E-G as in giraffe, X-D. So it'll be Elam the God, just instead of an O, it's an X, everyone just to make it easy. Perfect. Perfect. I'll put that down below so people can go check it out and, you know, show you some love. And I'm sure you have your podcast on there as well. Yes, sir, I do. And you'll also be able to see the co-host that I have is a friend of mine and his 
Social media, you will also be able to find and let us know of topics that people would like to hear about on the podcast and of our uploads and everything like that is Rob, R-O-B versus V-S, everybody on Twitter and Instagram. Damn, him versus everybody. Did he win? <laughs> He's still fighting a good fight. We're trying to wait and see to look it out. All right. Well, if he ever does need support, uh, it won't be just him alone. I'll all join in. <laughs> That's what family is supposed to do. Exactly. But now, speaking about family, we're going to be talking about you, my brother, and we're going to be talking about your hobby, which is the baritone. So mind just explaining mm-hmm. what that is for people who might not know what it is, because there's a lot of brass instruments. So my, it's kind of hard, I guess, to define the baritone, but how would you define it? For all of the times that I've had to in, encounter this question, the way that I made it seem is just, if you can think of a trumpet, it's exactly like a trumpet. If you can think of a, of a tuba and how low the notes are, you just put it together, you make the trumpet a little bit bigger, boom, there you go. That's a baritone. It's one a trumpet and a trombone. Or not a trombone. It's just one when both of them just get together and make that. It's it's the perfect connection. Yes, that's that's the entire synopsis. That's the entire creation of the entire thing that I can easily point to. Yeah, so one kid's ask, Daddy, where do baritones come from it's like well when a mommy try uh, baritone <laughs> Just, <laughs> no, you know the birds and the bees been here it's the brass and the brass <laughs> yes yes so on that question how did you decide to start playing the baritone over the other brass instruments i really started on trumpet i started i got in beginning band in eighth grade because i was athletic but i didn't make any of the school teams that I had at the time, but I did want something to just be inclined in and do that was on my free time and something that I enjoyed. And I got in um, band in eighth grade and I learned trumpet. And it was very difficult because the mouthpiece is very small. So that was the struggle behind it. But they gave me a list of requirements. It was like, if you can do A, B, C, D, you can, when you go to the ninth grade, you can be in the marching band and you'll do that. And that was my goal. So I was like, all right, bet. So I sat and pushed my face against the smallest mouthpiece I've ever seen <laughs> to this day to be able to go into a band in ninth grade. And after that, I did a whole year on trumpet. And then my band director just pulled me into the office one day and was like, your lips are too big for trumpet. I'm going to change you to baritone and let you try this. And I promise you, watch you do better. You'll be able to do everything that you want to do on the trumpet and everything like that. You're going to be able to do it and more on a baritone. So I was like, all right, let's see. And it happened. It really did. It ended up being my route to college. And did you buy like when would, did you actually buy your first baritone or did you just like, you know what? The, the school gave you that one. Well, what happened was when they did give me one to use for the time in high school and everything like that. Um, eventually, my family did do a renting process, but it was only temporary for as long as I was uh, in high school because going to college and everything like that, it was if it was iffy. So eventually, um, I told them how, how serious I was about it. And we did a rent on process and I did obtain one and I took it to college and yeah, it's still with me now. It's old, worn down and beaten to a pulp in the back seat, in the back of my trunk, in my car, just ready to be pulled out in case I need a good conversation starter. That's awesome. So wait, how many do you have? If you have more than one, I only have one. I've played multiple, like I've kept 
multiple beside me throughout my years of playing. Like anytime I was inside of a organized band, whichever horn you gave me and you told me like, this is the one I had to look after and everything like that. It was mine from that point on. It was never going back inside of the band room or any other locker room. No, I'm taking that with me wherever I go. And did you name your instrument? Like, I don't know. Brass McBrassington. <laughs> <laughs> What's crazy is I did back in high school. I can't even tell you the name. I, I can just tell you it started with a B. I kept it for just that cliche nature. I have no idea what I could have did. But yes, I did. I think that's just a second nature. That's a habit. I could just imagine for a second you named your baritone. He's it's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. I'm talking about brass. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> For real, I did. I'd be like, hey, pass me such... I remember, like, you you bringing that up, it really does make me remember. I would tell them, like, hey, bring me such and such, like, whatever the name was. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I just keep pointing. I just keep pointing. Eventually, they'll get it. And do you actually remember or still know how to play the first song you've ever mastered? First song? Exactly. Nah, because that was in uh, some little beginner books that I had did back in eighth grade. But now if you ask me, do I remember how to play any music, period? Oh, yes. I have many tunes in my head that I just can vividly sit and remember the music and the notes and be able to play like I just learned it yesterday. Okay, so I have to ask you, what is your go-to song if you have one? Oh, uh, if, if, if it's a go-to song, it depends on the style, and I'm only going to give you two, and that's um, because I was a part of jazz band while I was in high school, so I do have a, a soft spot for jazz. So if we're going to do that, it's going to have to be Isn't She Lovely? Definitely. It would be Isn't She Lovely for, for the jazz. And then if I had to pick another song, it would be Take Your Time. I can't remember who the name of it is, who the uh, the the person that made the song it was it was that one dude or dudette you know the one that did the song yeah yeah that person <laughs> but you know what exactly isn't she exactly. lovely is an amazing song i i have it playing in my head right now see what you did good job <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the life of music so yeah and i i produce music as well so you know this is how we're gonna connect and so you play all these songs from big artists and stuff like that have you ever created your own song no i wasn't i wasn't that good in my own personal opinion, I've seen people be able to listen to a song one time and instantly be able to start scribbling notes and start playing away and being at, you know, right at the tune and matching the notes and everything like that. I could do it if I hear it by ear, but make my own. No, I don't. I don't, I don't feel like I have that kind of gift. You know what? This is actually a great segue to my next question. You were saying doing it by ear. Do you actually prefer playing music by ear or do you prefer reading the sheets it it all depends i learned i learned multiple instruments i play more instruments than the baritone the baritone is just my primary and when i right after i learned the baritone the exact same thing happened with that same band director uh he told me you're doing great with baritone now i want you to go learn tuba and believe it or not he was like i promise you if you he he made a deal with me this is what was crazy he said in my senior year of high school if you play tuba for me i promise you i'll get i'll make sure that you get you a scholarship to go to college through band whatever wherever you know wherever you whatever school you want to go to you know he'll write me a recommendation letter he'll put his name out there you know i have 
And I was like, all right, well, bet. You ain't got to say nothing. You know, bet. <laughs> so I did go ahead and I learned to, but, and I kid you not, this is where it gets a little bit more difficult, but they do not read the same kind of music. All instruments do not read the same kind of music. So in the time of me, I had two years to play tuba. So during that whole first year, I could not read music. I was just in high school band, literally learning every song just by ear and looking at other people's fingers. And it became fun. And it's it's pretty fun. It's more so one of them things I use now is I can pull a trick out of my hat if I need to in a in a close predicament. Speaking about pulling a trick out of your hat, you say you just play more than one instrument. Have you ever done, let's say, one of those YouTube videos where you do like little squares where every square you're playing a different instrument so you complete the song yourself? <laughs> no, I didn't. I thought about it. I really did think about it, but I did not ever sit down and have the patience <laughs> to dedicate myself to doing that. But I love watching them because it's so it's just being able to see artistic talents and everybody else is is really nice. OK, so I do have to ask, other than the brass instruments, what other instruments do you play? Other than brass, I wouldn't be able. No, I don't know anything outside of brass. I only know. Well, no, I know a little bit of piano, a little bit. That's that is the only thing I, I would be able to say is outside of brass instruments. But when I tell you it's a little bit of piano, I mean, you might get twinkle, twinkle, little star with some chords. That's about it. You know, it's not nothing advanced. You're at a more advanced level than me. But we also I also had Selena as a guest on my show a few episodes ago. Do you ever play with her? So she has she plays the violin. So do you guys ever jam out together? No, but we did make a joke one time. We had said one day for Valentine's Day we were going to post up somewhere and I guess do, you know, the little romantic candlelit dinners for people as like a little gig real quick just to see if, you know, we could make it a thing, see how much money we can get. You know what? For half a second, I also just pictured, let's say you two had this plan for Valentine's Day. One of you starts off at the other end of town and the other one at the other ten. The town, either end of town, and then you start playing until you find each other. That's pretty dope. I'm happy you put that idea in my head. That's pretty dope. See, this is what this is what's meant to happen. I come in here giving ideas, whether they're good ideas or really crazy, stupid ideas, but they're still ideas. I give them out. I like that. And for you, what style of music do you actually prefer to play? Like you mentioned, you play jazz, but is that like your go-to, or do you like to say play different styles? Let's say I don't know. Uh, country hip-hop even let's say this might be hard dubstep for some reason i don't know if that's possible <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> i don't i know i would be very furiated if i ever saw <laughs> a band play dubstep i'd be i'd be pretty furiated but um <laughs> if i had to, to pick a style yes i do feel like it, it really is gonna have to depend only because the music sets the tone so it depends on what environment you're in for most of my career, I've done basically performance based of I'm outside, I'm with a football team or I'm at a pep rally or I'm at a battle or something like that. So we're either hyping people up or something like that. So I would definitely have to say hip hop because of just the energy you get from people. If you, you know, if this is still new to you, then I could just tell you, go pull up, you know, some videos from Alabama State during the years that I was there. Or just from any of the you know, clips that you would see, you would just feel the energy inside of um, the songs that we will play. So it would have to definitely be hip hop and R&B as well, because I love a good slow song with a purpose, because 
older songs, they had more to the music. They were more in-depth. <laughs> the chorus were better, the the choruses and everything like that. It made the entire song different. So I miss that more. And I'd rather, actually, I'd have to switch it. I, R&B than hip-hop. I'd rather play that over just crump music. And definitely not dubstep. <laughs> that that is out the window. Definitely. That is out of the window. You mentioned that you bring a lot of energy to when you play your instrument. So in other words, because like if we say we go on YouTube, we find these videos, I would imagine there's some dancing along with it. So it's like a whole body experience because you could play the instrument without moving. But do you dance as well? I, we used to dance during the halftime shows. I want to be I wouldn't say I dance. You know what I mean? Like I like if the song is going and then there's like a spot in the middle of the dance floor. I'm not that person that's going out there. You know what I'm saying? So, no, I, I'm not going to say I can't, I dance, but I can definitely keep a rhythm. And if you give me like choreo, then definitely I can, I can definitely match and look like one with everyone. But it is definitely a whole body experience once you get that hype feeling and you just start enjoying it. It's kind of like, uh, you can correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, but you get that Ray Charles experience where he's playing the piano, but his whole head is moving and he's dancing. <laughs> like, you just, the music just carries you away. No, nah, that's it. That's really it. That's really it. And another tough question is, did you feel like your style of music has changed throughout the years or has it re uh, remained relatively the same? Honestly, I would have to say it, it did change over the years, at least from where I was in my career, because my high school band was core style meaning that we were more of auburn and roll tide type bands you understand what i'm saying let's pretend i don't more so <laughs> okay if you don't they're more of the military style bands where they're upright and they're they look like they're walking more so and everything is just i don't, I don't <laughs> That's that's the best that I can really put it. Um, everything looks very. Or, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it because once I get to the other one, <laughs> I'm gonna have to find words <laughs> to go along with it, and it's still they still correlate. But if I can give you a reference, uh, you can look up Auburn or uh, UA or uh, Ohio State bands of that type of nature, and then there are other bands which are called show style bands that are more so like Southern, the one that uh, the school I attended and uh, I Alabama State University or Grambling or any of those others. They have a different style where you see them play different. You see more dancing. That's the more bands that you will see people actually dance and have that full body experience to. But I had a chance to do both. and. I did see it change during my time in college because of when you go back and you look at a college band of how, you know, it continuously progressed over the years, the sound really got different and the material that we played really got different. Stuff got harder, stuff got more difficult, music itself got more difficult, and you start playing other things. Even in high school, I was playing stuff like Star Wars. And other things that, you know, you just might not expect people to really pick up and be like, hey, let's play this. But a lot of tunes really do evolve and did evolve in the time of me playing, because there are so many different chords and ways to make a song 
it evolves every day. Now, you mentioned as the more you did it, the harder it got. Is there one song that you have yet to master? Like, it's the one that's like, oh, I love it, but I still can't get it. It's technically called the March. It's a technical, it's a very, it's considered a very technical piece inside of uh, music that's known for how much emphasis you put on everything, which would be your articulation, how clear everything is, and how fast you're able to do this, the clarity, and all that other type of stuff. It's called National Emblem. It's very difficult for a multitude of reasons, in my personal opinion. Or it just might be my kryptonite. For now, for now. Tomorrow you're going to nail it, for sure. <laughs> you're like, Alex, Alex, you're being, you're being very ambitious right now. Like, chill, relax. <laughs> one day I will. I'll pick it back up one day and, and see what I can do. Just to see, hey, look what I can do now. Well, if you do achieve it, just send me the video. It's like, ha, in your face, Alex. I got it. I'm like, yeah, I was, I was cheering for you, man. I wasn't, I wasn't bashing you. <laughs> right. I'm going to start the video off by blowing the dust off the horn. Okay? Yeah, you'd be like, this one goes out to Alex in your face. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, what would you say is the best part about playing the baritone on a personal and an emotional level? The best part is honestly being able to say I can play an instrument. I've met so many people that do not know the ability or they want to be, they want to learn how to play a horn, but they don't or anything of that type of nature. And it's just to be able to, to have that talent up your sleeve and just be musically inclined. It, it's, it's, it's a great feeling. And for me, if personally, it became even better because that was my release. That was my outlet. That's what, like I had said earlier, that's what had got me my route to college. And without that, I cannot tell you what I would be doing right now because I don't know how I would have got to college. You know what? I completely understand where you're coming from because it's thanks to music that I started podcasting. It's just the, it just connected together and I get to meet wonderful people like yourself. So you know what? Music can help out a lot of people. So even if you're too scared to pick up an instrument, anybody can do it. Just try it. It takes time, takes practice and you'll eventually get it. If not, you'll be a lot better than me. Just, just always keep in the back of your head that at least I'm better than Alex there. <laughs> and for you, do you have any inspirations when it comes to, let's say the world of baritones, like any baritone player that you really look up to is like, wow, I like their style. No, I don't have any personally because I knew personally that playing baritone wasn't going to be something that I was going to do forever. At one point where I, I it could have been something I was going to do forever was I was potentially going to go into the armed forces and be a musician that way. I had it set up to where a guy who was a Marine inside of the high school band I, I was in, he had a buddy, and I believe it was in the National Guard. And he was about to, you know, have me do the whole recruitment process and everything like that. And I was just going to play my horn. Long story short, I didn't take that route. And without me doing that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, without me doing that, I was like, all right, I'm going to get it. I'm going to go to college and I'm going to use college to just find what I really want to do, which came out to doing this right here, podcasting and radio and television and stuff like that. And I just said, all right, I just at least I know I got this meal ticket. Mm -hmm. I got a trick up my sleeve. And if I'm down and out and I wind up on the street somewhere, at least I know I got a, I got something that I can put a hat down and get some money, you know? <laughs> that was just the way I looked at it. Well, you know what? If you and I are on the streets, I'll, I'll be the ones like with the deep voice, like, and now the baritone player. And like, I just do my little, <laughs> I can't dance, but I do a little dance. Like, listen to me speak. 
while he does all the act. <laughs> like, it would just be you. Right. It would just be you. I'd be the, like the fool. Like, oh my goodness, they have a clown. This guy's amazing playing the baritone, yeah. but what's this clown doing? It's all right. It takes a team. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And for you, how long does it usually take you to master a song? It doesn't take long at all. Only because of my personal memory capacity. It's, it varies from person to person, of course. But for me personally, if I have a certain deadline and of course, it is going to depend on how much I personally like the song. That's just going to depend on, you know, procrastination and stuff like that. But other than that, it won't take me long at all. Depending on the complexity of it, that's the only determining factor. If I want to sit down and learn a song and it, let's say it's a page, just a front, I say, give me give me two days. If it's just one page one on the front, I say, give me less, honestly, less than that. Yeah, no, I need that. Yeah, give me two days. <laughs> two days. Yeah, give me two days. Give me two days. 48 hours. Even in his sleep, he does it. Boom. It's just this constant 48 <laughs> hours of just training in the shower, in his sleep, at work. I don't even know where else you would do it. That'd be pretty weird, but yes. Right, right, right. <laughs> now to more serious questions, you know, because I'm, I'm a fool. What was your biggest challenge when you first started playing the baritone? Air capacity. Just having air for it. Like, man, that, that horn is... A baritone itself is what are you more so used in marching band. The baritone... See, this is where I'm going to blow your mind at. The baritone has like a bigger brother and like a cousin called the euphonium. And if you use them in marching band, they're bigger than a baritone. So you have to use even more air to be able to get the notes out and do everything that you want to do. So definitely just understanding that you have to have a massive amount of air to play this horn, just like the tuba. It's, 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 that was definitely my thing. I was like, oh my God, do I have lungs? You know what, man? You'd be great at free diving. Just that lung capacity, just going diving, holding your breath. <laughs> I, and I actually credit the fact that I do a lot of swimming in summertime, except now because the world is shut down. I credit that to the reason that I do have a good lung capacity. Um, I do like to swim. I was supposed to go get lifeguard certified at some point in my life, but that ended up getting pushed to the very back end of the burner. It remind me never to have a holding of your breath contest underwater with you because I will lose. <laughs> I doubt uh, it. I doubt it. I'm pretty human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until like you like you're I have to come out for more air and then go back in. You're like, you're still you still doing that? Yeah, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and for you, what is your current biggest challenge? Uh related to playing baritone or just uh, but, yeah. challenging life period? No, no, baritone. No. That's the, the the one related to life is from a next podcast, Time for Your Life, where we just talk about what was the big misconception about your life and stuff like that. But no, we're talking about baritone here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I understand. Uh, the, the biggest challenge I would really, uh, I don't really think I have any because the, like I had said, the baritone, it wasn't something I was going to continue to do. But honestly, now if I have to have it, it's, I don't have a reason to pick it up no more. <laughs> That's the challenge. I'm I'm at the point now where, like I said, I'm wrapping up school, so and the world is shut down. So yeah, I'm working, and but school's gonna open back up, and I'm gonna be doing school online. I don't I don't even have a reason to pick it up no more unless it's exactly like this. Unless somebody's gonna give me some music and be like, "How quick can you learn this?" <laughs> and then I gotta prove a point. This is a very odd question. Like I'm I don't know where you live, but let's say if you live in an apartment. Maybe the baritone is not the ideal instrument to play because it could be pretty loud. 
would you ever be interested if it does exist or if it doesn't exist yet? Some sort of like electronic baritone, kind of like, you know, an electronic flute or like those drums set to where it doesn't actually make a sound. <laughs> so at least you just get that sound out of your head and you get to practice without disturbing the neighbors. Honestly, I'm going to be 100% honest. Oh my God. <laughs> if, if that really became a thing, I would have to purchase it. Yes, I would. And I'm thinking about it, like the way it would have to work. It's very doable. Oh, wow. Now I need to get on the phone with an inventor. So you know what? Whoever's listening to this episode and has the technology to do that, I'm sure Dre would love to have one for testing purposes and then he, you can get to keep it, right? You wouldn't say no, right? I would not say no. I would be a happy <laughs> sponsor and ambassador. So yeah, you know, if you're interested, yeah, get in contact with Dre. I'll put his links down below. So hopefully you can make it happen. This is like a team effort thing, but let's say when it comes to playing the instruments, do you prefer to play with other people or you're like, you know what? I just like the sound of the baritone by itself. Yes, I do like to play with um, with other people. Being a company really makes it ties everything together. Playing the baritone itself is great, but nothing at all beats the full on solid sound of just good music all together of just the different elements of brass woodwind percussion vocal you know all it's it's nothing compared to the whole shaboing boing they just all connect together and it's just it's the family yes and now for one of the darkest questions but also the most important question on this podcast what are some misconceptions about people who play the baritone ah uh, misconceptions misconceptions is people automatically assume that people that play instruments like the baritones are like fat people or big people that is that is that is just the most ridiculous thing that i've heard um and seen as just a stereotype people automatically assume that only guys play the baritone there are many female baritone players and good ones at that recognition should be given a lot to the to just the ones that I've seen and had the opportunity to encounter and be at events with and go against at certain battles and everything. Definitely. It that's one that's probably the biggest misconception. So basically it's an instrument for everybody and every instrument is made for anybody. Yes. I, I mm, well, <laughs> well, well wait, wait, wait. Which well, one is, what no. instrument is not made for everybody? It's not so much as it's not made for everybody. Can you learn it? Yes. But, you know, uh, like I had said, my lips are, are were extremely large compared to the trumpet mouthpiece. So I could learn it, and I did, but it was a struggle. So, no, nah, that's not going to be the horn for me. Now, this might be a stupid question, but is it possible to get, like, a different mouthpiece to, let's say, adapt for different types of mouths? It is, but depending on your instrument, it's only going to go so far. For me, getting a different mouthpiece would just make the cup of the mouthpiece, meaning the inside of it, more shallow. And for and for me, that wouldn't really have did too much. So I take back my statement that every instrument is for everybody on Earth. There's at least one instrument for somebody. So if it's not the trumpet, then it's something yes. else. It's the baritone. Yeah, yeah. Or you'll go the other route like some people and they'll learn woodwinds or piano, percussion. It's wonderful, man. I, I just put that energy out there of learn you an instrument. It's it's wonderful. And no, at that point, nobody can take it from you. Yep. Yeah, you know what? I'll learn the electric triangle. That, you know what? Naturally, that's a horrible idea. Do not learn the electric triangle. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be, that would be disastrous. The triangle itself, I don't even know if right. I can do it. <laughs> right. Now, another tough question for you. What has the baritone taught you in life? What has the baritone taught me? 
what has a baritone? If I had to say anything, honestly, repetition really does create perfection out of, out of the process. Repetition, just repeatedly playing a song or trying to reach a new note. I kid you not, that is the most grinding situation ever. That is the most roller coaster of emotions. That is the most love-hate relationship. But repetition is the only way you're going to get a lot of things done. That's the only way you're going to learn. That's the only way you're going to be able to have any kind of track history to know, you know, what does this mean? What does that mean? And it just gives you knowledge to be able to tell other people that they're having the same thing so they don't have to sit around and waste energy for five, six hours trying to learn something that you could just tell them this and they'll fix it right then. And then they'll have that five, six hours to tackle something else that they might be able to bring back to you if you hit the same wall later on, you know? Actually, speaking of which, have you ever taught anybody how to play the baritone? Yes, I did. I did teach a friend of mine uh, how to play baritone. I taught a couple of people how to play a couple of instruments. I had taught a friend of mine how to play trumpet, and I became the section leader at high school and while I was in college to be able to help people in their career with learning instruments and becoming better as musicians. And you said practice makes perfect. And on that note, I feel like there's a lot of stressful moments where something just, just doesn't go the right way. So for you, has it ever stressed you out? And if so, what is your go-to de-stressor? Do you usually, let's say, take a break, go for a walk, uh, work out, take a shower, eat? What is your go-to de-stressor if something doesn't go right while playing the baritone? Honestly, I'm just going to put it down for a little while. I'm just going to put it down. It's like walk away. If I have to do anything to really like decompress myself, I'm going to play basketball or I'm just going to just sit down and watch some anime. Or I'm just going to play the game. I'm a very avid video gamer, so that's probably going to be the number one outlet. I could just imagine while you're playing the video game, the baritone is just taunting you in the corner of the room. She's like, yeah, you know you can't master me. He's like, oh, come on. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> Definitely. I hear the voices all the way from my trunk. <laughs> And for you, do you want to present this hobby to the world or use it more as an escape from reality? Uh, it'll probably be more so as an escape from reality. It's not something I want to put the forefront on of my image because I'm not always I'm not always ready to just pick up and play my horn, as it may seem. Well, you know what? At least you're doing this here. You're sharing with here. And then after that, you don't have to share with anybody else. This is the only spot we get to share. <laughs> like you said, it's time for your hobby. And man, I it's it's wonderful. When when the when it's time for that hobby, it's, it's wonderful. You, you got to make time. You get a little clock that says time for your hobby every every hour. It's like, okay, I got it. The baritone has a clock. It's like, it's time for your hobby. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any word of advice for anybody who might be interested in this hobby? Honestly, just go for it. Like I said, just go for it. it. The renting process isn't that much. You can get them as cheap as like, I think like $25 a month, probably. You can go to a pawn shop and get you one for maybe $100, maybe a little bit cheaper. It's just go for it. You got more to gain than to lose. Mm -hmm. And I've asked this question at the beginning of the episode, but I'll ask it again at the end. Do you have any social media links, websites, projects, or anything at all that you would love to share so people could come show you some love? Yes, sir. It is once again, it's going to be on Instagram and Twitter. It's going to be Elam the God, E L A M T H E G as in giraffe, X and D. And then you'll also be able to find that other information on my other accolades and hobbies as well. Perfect. And of course, the podcast as well. We can't forget that. <laughs> yes, that is correct. The Gift in the Ghetto podcast, hosted by myself and my co host. You can find his, um, social media 
and Rob, R-O-B versus everybody. V-S. Well, you know what? I'll put all those links down below so people can go check that out and show you some love and watch you on your journey. And now for the last question, do you have any questions for me about playing the baritone? If I did have my horn with me right now, and I and I told you I'll play any song that you name, what would it be? Ooh. Oh, what a wonderful world. Louis Armstrong. That's okay. I respect that. I respect that. I, I, I love I love Louis Armstrong. And if not, probably a temptation song. I don't know, like Ain't Too Proud to Beg. I just I love a lot of like I call them classics. It's not like classics from like the 15 or 1700s, but for me they're like, or maybe some Harry, Be- Harry Belafonte. Yeah, I like that. That's great. That's great. That's all. That's all I had to ask you, though. <laughs> as long as I had to see, as long as your music is in good taste, I guess I'll let you live. Yes, yes, I passed the test. All right, great. I get to make another episode after this. <laughs> <laughs> well, so there you have it. Another body with a hobby. Thank you so much, Dre, for coming on and just sharing your passion with the world. And you know what? You just make me in the mood right now to just play around with my instrument and just play and make something, whether it's something great, something horrible, just to make sounds and make music. Well, man, I'm happy I had inspired you to be able to do that. And whatever you come up with, I want you to cherish it. Just like I'm going to cherish this episode that we have together, sir. Man, you're just pulling my heartstrings right now. Or you're pulling my heartstrings. I was trying to make like a cheesy pun for music because I was going to say pulling the strings like a guitar. But no, like, anyways, I'm going way off track. If you guys want to learn more about Dre, you should go check him out. I'll put links all down below in the description. And if you'd like to be on my podcast or have any questions at all, you could send me an email at timeforyourhobby at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the podcast, you can leave a review. Good or bad, I'll take it. It's 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 life, right? You can't you gotta take the good with the bad. Also, if you want to show some more support, I also sell merchandise on Redbubble, and I also have a Patreon where you guys can give me money. That sounds super bad saying that. You if you're if you want to, there's there's tears, and I'm working on it right now. I'm improving it, but yeah, if you want to, it's optional. But you know what you do have to do? Give it a loop. <laughs> exactly. But you know what you do have to do? You gotta go give Dre some support. It's the law. It's a time for your hobby law. I say it on every episode, but it's definitely the law. So once again, thank you so much, Dre. It's no problem at all, sir. Thank you for having me. And make sure y'all check out this man's music <laughs> and the rest of these episodes. This man is hilarious. The puns never stop. Yo, can you can you say that again? Because I want my wife to know that I'm funny. I, I want. I... <laughs> please, please beware the puns never stop <laughs> see i'm getting those dad jokes ready you know my son's just gonna get so embarrassed anyways uh until the next episode make some time for your hobby take care you're